supposed to live without you. They used to laugh at Michael Bolton. Did you know that? What cheesy music they said. But oh. who has the last laugh? Has not absolutely hey. stood the test of time. He's a modern oh, Marvin Gaye. He's a second Bob Dylan. Oh. He wrote hits for the likes of Lady Gaga and Kiss. And uh, you can't put it past a good Michael Bolton song. I mean, has that has that cheered you up, both of you, oh. Julia? Oh, it's brought back memories of a time gone by. Um, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Should I ask? I'm not going to reveal those memories on here. Thank you very much. Just one. I Just give us one. <laughs> yes, right. Just one to hang on to. That'd be what great. about you? What about you? Uh, what about you, Martin? Oh, a dream of mine coming to an end. What a lyric. Yeah. Hey. Exactly. You're right, right yeah. up there. How um, am Marvin I? Kay, really, that's, that's pretty, yeah, could be right. But, How am I uh, supposed hey. to live it? Anyway, if you want to know, uh, I interviewed Michael Bolton on RNZ for Sunday back in 2018. Uh, and that interview is still online. It's about half an hour long. Uh, an audience with Michael. So, um, yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, 25 to 5, you're on the panel on RNZ National. Um, yeah, huge response this afternoon on whether uh, we are too dour compared yeah. to... The bright lights across the Tasman. Thank you, Martin and Julia, for really uh, <laughs> opening the text machine. And, uh, yes, uh, lovely to have your th- thoughts and uh, company this afternoon. And a lot of coming through about where you think they should have the new or the, the, the Erebus Memorial now. Um, Cornwall Park is one of many. But to this, 25 to 5, street races, they've been on the news, haven't they? Hooning up a storm in Tauranga recently, hundreds of vehicles blocked intersections, disrupted neighbourhoods, taking up police time and angering residents who say lives were put at risk. We tried to get Tauranga Council to discuss this on the panel. They declined to talk about this particular topic. But former Mayor Stuart Crosby joins motorsport advocates calling for a safe space for street races. Now, one motorsport advocate has done just that, put his money where his mouth is, and has started up a skid pad on private whānau on whenua. With us is Leon Khan from Nongantaha Motorsport. Leon, kia ora, good to have you here. Kia ora, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, Leon. Tell me, uh, before we get into it, you yourself, you know this issue. Why? Because you were a bit of a street racer yourself, am I right? Yes, that's correct. In what way? Oh, me and my mates would go on the streets with our own cars when we were younger and do the same thing as what they're doing today, but just not as bad as what they're being. And your dad got wind of it and he wanted to put a uh, put stop to all that, is that right? Yes, correct. correct. So you knew your behaviour was wrong, but there was nowhere else to go? Yeah, uh, there were places to go, but they were just too expensive for us at that age. So what did you do, and what have you done? Oh, I just, um, well, just met up with my mates and then just come together with some ideas, and then, yeah, we had the land there, just needed to raise some money or whatever, and then put it all into action. And describe for the listeners, and even indeed for the street racers that are listening to this uh, show, what's there? Tell us about it. Uh, It's just a big... Bushland, pretty much, just trees everywhere, and um, I've just put a eighteen by eighteen meter concrete uh, pad in the middle of it, pretty much. Yeah, and just yeah, bring everyone to come and have some fun and release some stress or whatever the case may be. 
And the issue is here, uh, Leon, that you've actually had a bit of a bit of support, haven't you? You've had a petition saying uh, this is actually a good thing for the community. Your uh, your neighbour um, says, you know, you're all pretty well behaved, and uh, it's a, it, you're actually advocating for youth in the area. Yes, that's correct. Yep, we've got a couple neighbours that are against it at the moment. They've started to voice it, but. Um yeah, just that's why I'm using a petition to help get more signatures so I can take it towards council and NZTA or Waka Kotahi and hopefully I can get it all legitimate. OK, all right, we've got a panel with us. Leon, they might jump in with a question or so. What do you think, Julia? A, a, a safe space for boy racers, street, safer, street, street racers, so they can do their thing there and not in your cul-de-sac? Look, I reckon it's a brilliant idea. I really do. I, I I reckon if I had my time over, I'd be a bit of a boy racer, street racer myself. Um, but I think, listen, I reckon if, if more, I think this is a great thing that Leon's done, and I reckon more people could do this in other areas um, so that the kids have got somewhere to go because, like, every all kids, like he Leon knew he was doing, it wasn't right, really, but what else do you do? So he tried to do it at night, and so no one was ra- around. But, you know... That's when the kids want to do it at night time. So give them a place to go. Let them do donuts and burnouts and whatever it is they do. Leon? Have some fun. Yes, well, yeah. Do you agree with Julia? Yeah, most definitely, because that's exactly what I've been trying to achieve with what I've done with my um, motorsports facility. Mm. Just trying to get them off the streets, making it safer for everyone, especially for the public, because it's, you know. And yeah. then, um, like what happened on the weekend with the girl getting hit, that would all be in a um, controlled and safe environment where that wouldn't happen yeah. if it was at my facility. Martin? Uh, kia ora, uh, Leon. As a, um, as a former boy racer myself in the Maori 1300 back in the day on the mean streets <laughs> of Kandala. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I know, bro. Um, mate... <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, I think this is an awesome initiative on your part, and I, you are to be congratulated on, on, on both the initiative and the work that you've put in here. Um, and I just, you know, you're always going to get a couple of idiots that knock an idea like this and go, oh, well, you know, not in my yeah. backyard sort of thing. But, mate, stick with it, hang in there, and I hope you get there. I hope you get the signatures because I think what you're doing here, mate, someone needs to take an initiative like this, and good on you. To oh, make thank you, you very much. You got a bit of support here, Leon, from that because I think people are seeing it as um, former Mayor and Tauranga, Stuart Crosby said, you know, a safe space. Mm. What sort yeah. of response, though, have you had from the street races themselves? I haven't really had much from them apart from them just asking me when it's going to be open again, really. Cause, oh, yeah. Yeah, just that's all I really hear from them or. Um, for them saying to give them a message if they need anything, but yeah, there's nothing really from the actual street races or the boy races themselves that have reached out to me. Yeah, but they use it? Pardon? They using it? Not at the moment. I'm not allowed to use the land at the moment for because uh, I've got an abatement notice against me uh, from Rotorua Council, so I'm not allowed to use the land, not even myself, just me and myself, I can't use it. Okay, so how are you going to resolve that? Because you've got compliance issues. What are they? Tell us about them. Yeah, well, the main, the very main issue is the driveway. NZTA Waka Kotahi have an uh, issue with my driveway saying that it's deemed unsafe to use. Everything else is fine from um, Rotorua Council and everyone else. It's just my driveway that's the issue. 
Um, what's the what's the hold up then, Leon? What is the hold? Is it cost? Uh, cost is a factor, but I've been waiting for NZCA to get back to me with an actual answer to say what I need to do. Because since 2016, since I've been doing my skid pad, Motorsports facility, um, I've been in conversations with them trying to get an answer so then I can apply it. So then it can be a safe uh, driveway to be used. Good grief. So this is years long, uh, oh, an issue. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I opened it in 2016 for the public, <laughs> held over 50 events um, over a two-year period, and then I got shut down in 2018 because I was threatened in jail. They were going to send me to jail. <laughs> oh, God, this is honestly, madness. Okay. Now, what is wrong with me? All right, all, all right Leon, what, have you had a chat with the Rotorua City Council? Because would it not be in their interest to make this work? Um, not with Rotorua City Council themselves, just I've only been in communication with the um, uh, council, uh, like um, Resource Consent Department. Yep. Yeah, and then, yeah, just with them really, no one else. Well, Leon, we'll keep on top of it. We'll mm. hope that it may be worth a chat uh, sort of go into the council and uh, send an email or a phone call to see if you can get a um, uh, ha- have a have a coffee or a meeting or with the council, see how um, further you can progress this skid pad, because if it works well, it could be a win-win for everyone, huh? Yeah, definitely, yeah. It would definitely be a win-win for everyone. Well, if it helps in the whole road to zero thing, then NZTA, mm. so hold on, you know, like, then they should be embracing something like this, Leon. All right, good on you, Leon. Kia ora. Thanks for your time, eh? Thank you for having me. That's Leon Khan there from Nongataha Motorsport there, Nongataha, uh, part of Rotorua, or just a little bit out there. One person says the skid cat is a perfect example of harm reduction. Mm. Track days, drift days cost 150 plus per day at a minimum, which is well out of reach for most young people. So it's short-sighted by the council. I'm sure you'll hear more about Leon's skid pad uh, to come. It's 16 to 5, the panel. Well, yesterday... We discussed the issue of tramadol. People have been prescribed for it without being fully told about the possibility of addiction. Whilst it is not as bad as Oxycontin or fentanyl, some still have issues with it. And it led to a discussion of, well, how do you deal with pain? When, are you, when you're living in pain, what do you do? How do you get your head around it? Because it can be a mighty awful thing. Uh, John says, hi, I'm on 150 milligrams of SR tramadol, have been cyst and pain in the chest for the last 30 years, has saved my life, has been on two tabs per day, one in the morning, one in the evening, last four years, I am grateful for it, it changed my life completely for the better, there are many who have had reactions to it, you'll hear about that uh, soon, but first up is Ralph, who lives with MS and arthritis, Ralph, lovely to have you on. Hey, good to talk to you. Yeah, tell us uh, about pain. I mean, in, in terms of living with pain, how, how how is it an issue for you? Describe it for us. Um, so uh, certainly I've had chronic pain with um, um, uh, rheumatism and, um, you, you know, the response to that has been, you know, basically uh, um, to take um, uh, SRII, that's... Um, uh, anti-anxiety meds which have helped and also really high doses of prednisone which help to relieve the pain but yeah. have other effects in terms of um, mood and um, uh, other side effects which you know f- for me was not the way to go it was mm. um, 
uh, the, 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 the effects of the medication were worse than the symptoms that I was experiencing at the time. And, you know, I think I'd say um, um, that, um, you know, if you're in pain, go and see your doctor, you know, because your body's telling you something. Yeah. And if your doctor's prescribing meds, take them. If the meds aren't working for you, you need to have a conversation with your GP and um, you know, about what the alternatives are. Now, for me, I've been a Buddhist for 30 years and I found that meditation uh, provide me with a, a, quite a significant degree um, of relief, and I'm basically pain med free at the moment. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah. So, and I, I'd say it's not just meditation. No, there are a few things in there that you really need to focus on, and that is, you know, um, you know, you need to commit to meditation. It isn't a quick fix. You need to make time every day to do it. Do some exercise if you're very unwell. Do something simple like, you know, um, Chinese uh, yoga, Qigong, um, you know, which can be really useful. Eat well, sleep well. And the most important thing is use your meditation to direct your attention away from your own suffering and to focus on other people. And I've found that, um, as th that my suffering diminishes proportionally to the efforts I make to help other people so you know get out of your own head you know pain is a real thing i you know I, I, I i'm not a buddhist superman you know i i still feel pain but by meditating i'm able to direct my attention yes, elsewhere understood directed to other people then, you know, that it, it takes me to a whole different space. Ralph, this is just incredible and uh, summed up by a text here. This guy is a hero. Um, look, I, I appreciate uh, you being on the program and sharing that with uh, with the nation. Oh, look, absolutely happy, Wallace. And I'm happy to talk to you in more detail at any time if, if your listeners are interested in learning more about are my you? experience. That's really, that that's really kind of you, Ralph. Thank you very much. Uh, you might be taken up on that. Thank you. All right, and, and now with us is Pearl. Kia ora, Pearl. Yeah, talking about pain and management of it, um, you yourself um, took Tramadol? Yes, three yeah. years. Oh, and how was that for you? Um, Tramadol for me was, um, was a lifesaver. In actual fact, I, um, I'd gone to the doctor because I had pain from rheumatoid arthritis and I wasn't coping. And in, in actual fact, my son-in-law had offered to make me some, um, some special brownies. And when I mentioned that to the doctor, he said, no, he thought we could do better than that. And he prescribed Tramadol. And so I went on the maximum dosage of Tramadol for the three years. I had no side effects. Um, apart from managing the pain, um, so so for me it was you know that was that was really successful. My problem with tramadol didn't come until I um, came off it because um, I had been prescribed new medication for the rheumatoid arthritis and it was kind of a bit of a miracle drug. And within a few days, I'd had no swelling left, and I knew that I had no pain. So without consulting my doctor. Um, I stopped taking the tramadol and um, went into withdrawal. Wow! So I had to go. I went to the doctor. I had to go back on it and come off it gradually over three years. Yeah, very interesting, Pearl. Um, getting a lot of response on this. Thanks for sharing your story. Th uh, appreciate it. No, no problem at all. 
That's uh, Ralph, then that's Pearl. Uh, but pain management, just briefly around the panel, it's uh, everyone deals with it in a different way. But if you, Julie, if you do have to sort of manage chronic pain in your life, it's really tough, eh? But that's interesting about the meditation, isn't it? Oh, look, I think, look, I've got, you know, I'm an older person, as we know, and I've got <laughs> arthritis. Um, and, you know, I just, I've, everything I read is you've just got to exercise your way through it. So I was taking natural remedies, which did help me. I think I talked about those, I'll Heal and Soothe on the show. Um, but I've stopped taking that now because actually I just think I'm just going with Clint Eastwood. And Clint Eastwood said, don't let the old man in. That's how you keep going. And I'm just not going to let the old lady in, and I can my pain can just bugger off. Uh, I just I just yeah. work my way through it. I just do things. I I just don't acknowledge it. Yeah, that's, thanks, thanks, Julia. Yeah, and of course, Martin, this, you've been this has been an issue for you too, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Yeah, um, um, it has actually. Thanks, Wallace. Uh, but also, <laughs> bring me the drugs. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've had issues with um, with tramadol, and um, as we've talked oh, before about my, um, we've talked about you know that I'm uh, that I am in recovery from addiction. Um, so I, you know, I hear people have been uh, who who have got who've got issues here with it. But equally, tramadol has been very good for me on on occasion over the years. But the most recent occasion was that it was became um, a, you know it became another issue for me to get um, to get off after yeah. that uh, that accident that I had. Uh, this uh, no, 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 kia ora, Martin. Thank you, uh, Wallace. I've suffered from severe psoriasis, and meditation daily really helps controlling pain levels. Great conversation, mm. thank you. The panel are uh, NZ National. Let's move to Otipoti Dunedin for at least twenty-eight years. The infamous annual Hyde Street Party has been a raging event in Dunedin. Dress-ups, drinking. Let's just face it, debauchery. It's been part of Dunedin University culture. I know I was there many years ago. A note from the organisers, Otago University Student Association, rather, second years and above only, sorry, first years. What else do we need to know about this big event? OUSA President Quinton Jane is with us. Kia ora, Quinton. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. It all kicks off tomorrow. And for those who don't know, it's... It's quite the party, isn't it? Oh, uh, there's a reason that it's infamous. So this is OUSA's 10th year hosting it, and I think that there is definitely an atmosphere of excitement on campus. I cannot wait. It's nice to have it back and not have had... I mean, it was cancelled last year with COVID and then deferred into the second semester. To be able to get right back into it, it's going to be exciting. And it's also... it's Look, it's had a... Let's just face it, it's had a few issues in the past because it got pretty... Um, how do you say it? Pretty out there. Um, I would say it possibly got bigger than its boots, but that's yeah, part that's of why OUSA now manages it. So it's ticketed. We've got security, police, St. John will all be wow. there. Know your stuff are there if you people want to get their drugs checked. Like it's this, the Gosh. reason that we have it now is to make sure that it can be a safe environment so that these sorts of things that are a big part of Dunedin culture can still go ahead in a way that will look after students. Good on you, uh, Quentin. That sounds all very fair, Martin. Um, so well, when this one came through, I rang a friend of mine who lives in Dunedin. I said, hey, Christian, I said, um, the High Street Party's back. He was like, what? I said, don't worry. They've got, they've got police. They've got fire. They've got ambulance. He said, that's like trying to tame the lions on the savannah. Good luck. <laughs> 
I said, I it's okay, it it's ticketed. Really well. He said, wasn't it ticketed when 10,000 people turned up? I think, um, good on you, mate. I think this is... It was uh, th- thousands, <laughs> Thousands turned up, right? This is, I mean, you, you, I mean, you know your partying, Julie. You've been to a few. But this is real partying, huh? This yep. is real partying. This is proper partying. And you know what? There's more than tramadol there, that's got, for sure. The, there's totally. You're dead right there, Mark. <laughs> Um, but what you got to do? We got to we got to enjoy ourselves in this country. Come yeah, on, we got to so lift the spirits and have some oh, fun. We got to party. Not this again. Yeah, not we're back there. Not well this done. again. Yeah, nice segue, yeah. Julia. Nice God's segue. Well done. Sake. Like that. Thank you. <laughs> Gosh, I'd just throw that in. There. Um, if, if if you don't know, Quentin, they've been uh, banging on about how down New Zealand is. And we need to party more, which is what you folks are doing. So, look uh, before you go, any safety messages you want to put out there? So my big suggestion would be to any students that are coming along and are listening to us here is to look out for your mates and just think about, you know, why we're at Hyde Street. We're there to have fun. You're there to enjoy yourselves and to make use of the whole day. So spread out your drinks across the day so that you enjoy yourselves. Indulge in the music, but stick with your mates. Make sure you have a plan to keep an eye on everyone to get home and just enjoy it while you can. And free food. Mm. And I believe that there will be food. We usually have red frogs there who are there handing out pancakes and bits and bobs. So there you go. You don't even have to cook lunch. <laughs> so what, t- what time does well, this start? Yeah, yeah what, t- what time yeah, does 10 it? o'clock in the morning. What? Yeah, 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We'll be carrying on till yeah. 6. Oh, no, no, oh, no. Don't no, peak not too me. soon. Not for me, exactly. <laughs> don't peak too soon. No, give me my Ovaltine and my That's pajamas, right. Quentin. Don't you worry about oh that. You can God. have it. You can have your partying. Uh, no, but a Michael Bolton, a glass of wine for me, Ma, uh, Quentin. Um, that's uh, OUSA <laughs> Quentin James. It's uh, five to five. Uh, you're on the panel. Um, yes, now to this. Finally, Jerry Springer has died. Uh, his show caused a sensation in the US. Former mayor of Cincinnati, the talk show host, was hugely influential in the world of daytime TV with bangers like I slept with 200 men in 10 hours, I'm a breeder for the clan, and I married a horse. Springer would read... <laughs> Spr- yeah, Springer would read... Springer would read paternity <laughs> test results on air. Here is Tommy breaking up with his girlfriend, Sarah, on Jerry Springer. You're always at my house. You always think you're like my mom. I don't really like my mom. You always think you got to take care of me. And you're, you, you bore me. You, and we don't do anything anymore, so I just... You're, you're not my soulmate. You're not for me, so... I, you're always sitting in front of the TV anyhow. I'm the one that asks you if you want to go out and do something. What, cra- what, what crazy things do you like to do? Like... Eat a meatball sandwich? I mean, what do you do? What is it that you like to do that's so I crazy? Like, that I she like has to go to bungee jumping. I like bungee to Bungee jumping. So there he goes. He was in a relationship where she wouldn't uh, want to go bungee jumping and he would. So they broke up live on television. I mean, was this genius television or was it utter crap? Let me ask you uh, around the panel on this, Julia. No, it was it was genius. He was genius, and I tell you what, there was so much more to Jerry Springer than than that TV show. I mean, he was such a clever, clever man, and a lovely and a lovely human being. He was a good man. He was a good man. Martin, well, twenty seven years of that show, you have to argue, is a genius, don't you? I mean, it was. I mean, it was complete and utter trash. But hey, we've all watched a couple of episodes, haven't we? We all we all went, oh my god, you can't be serious when these people came Absolutely. on. But you know, we've all. We've all bought into it. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. You've got it. There we go. There was something.
quite. Uh, I mean, my, I'm divided about whether it was genius television or was utter rubbish. But did I watch it? Yeah, I did when I could. But uh, daytime television, you can't go past for me the soft focus of the young and the restless. <laughs> yeah, you see. That's happiness, people. <laughs> the young and the residents. You don't have to move to Australia to tell me what fun is. <laughs> the panel. A big thank you to my wonderful producer, Ayana. Thanks to Brad. Thanks to you for listening. A big thank you to Julia Hartley Moore and Martin Bosley. Have a great break. I am back with you. 3.45 sharp Monday. Checkpoint with Lisa Owen is next. Oh